Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Clean Slate 16. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Hello, everybody. Hello. Oh, hello. I don't know why we're just, we're just going to do that. Just all concept or all vowels the whole show. Hey. Oh, hey. Ah. Sometimes ah. Y. And also W? Is was w that you? Did you have that in yours? Sometimes Y and W? No. When I was a kid, they were like, yeah, A E I O U and sometimes Y and W. Sorry, you got the books that were misprints. I think it was referring to the W in the word vacuum. That's the only thing I can think of. That's always just, that's just two vowels next to yeah. each other. Yeah. That's a W. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about the W. Thank goodness. <laughs> we're here to talk about several other things. These are all topics. Uh, Almost all of them were submitted by Reddit. That's not true. Three of them were. Wow. Two of them I don't even know. We're off to a great start. Well, it's Clean Slate 16. Uh, Sweet 16. This is the Molly Ringwald of Clean Slates. Um, I love Clean Slates. They always make me happy. I'm so excited that Clean Slate can drive now. Yeah, I know. Finally. We don't have to keep, you know, taking Clean Slate to soccer practice every afternoon. Now I do that thing where I send clean slate out like they think that they're going to drive for fun, but I'm sending them to do stuff for me, like fill the car up or get it washed. Yeah. You know what's really fun now that you're responsible enough to drive the car? I think you're responsible enough to fill it up with gas and responsible enough to use your own money to do it. Show me what a big clean slate you are. That's right. All grown up. Let's dig into this clean slate, Hal. These are all binaries. Okay. I'm going to jump around. I was, I was very excited, uh, to do, I, I love, I, you know, I love me some best episodes, but I really love me some this or that. Yeah. So here's, here's a bunch of this or that. First from Gwen Smith on Reddit. One of the three. That's right. It encompasses all of them, apparently. <laughs> it's a third. It's fine. It's right. a lot. Uh, Lady Gaga. Uh huh. Or Katy Perry. This is a binary. It's a binary. And again, this is not to say that neither of these people is worthy of their own topic, but. Right. I feel like this is a quick one. Lady Gaga. It's it's 100% Lady Gaga, but I also Katy Perry. Katy Perry's great. Has some great anthems. She has great anthems. She has roar. She has fight songs. That video she did with last the, Friday night with the girl playing piano. Mm, which um, one's that? There was a, she had a girl that came up on stage and did firework with her, who was uh who was on the spectrum, but she was a great piano player oh, okay. and singer, and she went up and played with Katy Perry at a big concert. It was great. Oh, very like nice. Katy Perry has a huge heart. Yes, she does wonderful work. Her both of them are her both uh, of them on American are. Idol. The, yes, the, the, uh, she's. She's always so fun with the contestants. She just genuine. She seems to genuinely just be a good person who loves making pop music. Yes, super, uh, super talented. Just like she's put out tons and tons of hits. I I say roar and fight song just because I think they're her big anthems. Yeah. Uh, but they are far. Last Friday night is a is a problematic song. It is. It is. But it's her song. <laughs> it's her song. But it's also like, oh man, you had a. Yeah, real. This is a problematic night you have had. This is a problem. <laughs> it was a problem. And then in the the, it's a great video for that. She makes great videos. Yeah, 
Really, really, really fun videos. California uh, Girl's really fun. California it's just bubblegum. Yeah. yeah. She's like great at bubblegum pop, but also very talented as an artist. Uh, and also like some of the songs are bangers. Mm-hmm. Some of the songs are really great anthems that make you, uh, that make you feel empowered no matter where you are. Yeah. Her anthems no matter what are, your gender are identity may be wonderful, but also like really speaks to empowering women. Mm-hmm. Like a, a, you know, I know Jennifer loves like roar. She would listen to roar and repeat. Like yeah. she loved it. Uh, Lady Gaga though, there's just like another gear with her where she does have, yeah. she has the club bangers. She has stuff like edge of glory, which is great as a, as like a club song, mm-hmm. but also the sl- the unplugged version with just her and a keyboard is great. Um, she's an Oscar winner. Yeah. She also, she, Lady Gaga to me, it's, I think you put it perfectly is, she is everything that Katy Perry is that's wonderful mm-hmm. with an extra layer of fascinating artistry. Yes. Something like, that- like her crazy button is awesome where mm-hmm. she's like, um, yeah, I'm an artist. I'm supposed to make waves. I'll do this. And then she does some crazy thing, but she always backs everything up. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I think the best version of this I saw was she hosted or was either the musical guest or the host or both on Saturday Night Live once. Mm-hmm. And, um, she does this big, crazy, like, dress like a robot number that's, you're like, yeah, that's vintage Lady Gaga doing some crazy cool stuff. And then they wheeled out a piano. She moved her insane contraption of a costume out of the way and just sat and played piano and crushed a song. Like, she, Katy Perry's wonderful. Lady Gaga is, in my mind, uh, a perfect example of a popular artist. And I may be wrong, but I think that Lady Gaga as a songwriter kind of runs circles around Katy Perry. I know Katy Perry does write music, mm-hmm. and I don't mean to belittle what she has written, but in in my mind, and maybe this is part of the reason why Lady Gaga would win, just the perception of how uh, profound of a songwriter she is. Before she was mm-hmm. even writing for herself, she was right. She was a hit factory for other people. Taylor Swift also the same way. Not in this discussion, yeah. But someone who great songwriter who excelled like that was her whole thing. It was like I don't how long I am a singer is less important to me than I want to work as a songwriter. Mm-hmm. So when you approach it from that standpoint, your your success has a depth to it. Yeah, you be, you go from being a strictly interpretive artist to a creative artist. Also, hasn't Weird Al only done a Lady Gaga song and not a Katy Perry song? Another. Oh, really? Yeah, because he did Dress This Way or Perform This Way. That's right. His Born This Way was Perform This Way. And there was like a whole story of he asked for permission Mm -hmm. because he never does songs without permission. And he was told no. So he thought Lady Gaga didn't want his song made. So he released a demo on YouTube that's like, here's what it would have sounded like. I won't put it on the album because there's no permission. She somehow got in front of her and she contacted him and was like, no, my people said that. I'm fine with you doing it. Please go ahead. Great. So also, Weird Al, come on. Weird Al. You, if someone says no, don't be like, okay, I'll just put it on YouTube. You're like, Al, everybody goes to YouTube. He must have been happy about it. He didn't do that with anything he was going to do for Prince, but YouTube didn't exist at that point. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's Lady Gaga. Objectively from two 40 year old straight white dudes. Yeah. In Marina Del Rey, objectively, Lady Gaga beats Katy Perry. If somebody didn't want us to answer this, that should never have been asked. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, let's go next to Heidi Arias, somebody who I know has had topics on the show before, who asks a simple one. 
corn chips versus potato chips. Now, a corn chip, before you just go potato chips, clearly. Not potato chips, clear. Corn chips, clearly. Corn chips, corn chips make Doritos. Corn chips yeah. make, obviously, corn chips like Fritos. Tortilla chips. Uh, what else? What other chips are made with corn? Uh, yeah, the Fritos, the Frito pie that, yeah. you, that you make, uh, the Frito pie. The Frito pie. That's a the chip, thing right? You put chili into. Yeah. That would probably work with most chips, right? Yeah. I feel like, well, I feel like you can't really cook with potato chips the way you can with corn chips because they're too thin. Mm. About the only thing you can do aside from eating potato chips is put them on a sandwich. Now, potato chips on a sandwich out. is delicious. Yeah. They sog out, but yeah. they're very good. Yeah. But corn chips, but super like, versatile. I'll do that with Doritos too. Give me a, give me a, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Mm hmm. If I hadn't ordered food for later when I'm going to watch a basketball game, mm-hmm. I would totally make a giant peanut butter and jelly sandwich and I would go and get Doritos and have have it on the side, yes. But then at the end, you like dip it into the crumbs that are left and you eat that and you're doing real well. Uh, a Dorito peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Yeah. Try it. Uh, no, thanks. Okay. Those com- that combo doesn't seem appealing sure, to me. Sure. Close your mind off. I mean – Be that way. Shut up. Every time we go out to eat, you order the same tan food. <laughs> so wouldn't I know what I'm Everything talking about? Everything you eat is tan when we go out to eat. <laughs> yes, I'd like – Call me call me culinarily non-adventurous. I'd like a 1975 raincoat and a briefcase, please. <laughs> um, medium. Hey, can, yeah. Can I get a, can I get, um, a grilled cheese sandwich, uh, extra tan, and um, some uh, brown rice? But not fully brown, just tan rice. And, um, maybe some mashed potatoes. What color's the gravy? Is it tan? Okay, great. I'll get the mashed potatoes and gravy and, uh, the mac and cheese. But could you, like, scorch the top a little bit so it gets, you know, tan? Yeah, I'd like, um, just a swath of the situation's arm skin and some, <laughs> some discontinued M&Ms. Thank you. Oh, no, they, that's right. They discontinued the tan ones. They were so great. Rest in peace, the situation, or rest in prison currently. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is right. Yeah, RIP. Rest in yeah, prison. Yeah, RIP. Rest in prison. Rehabilitated. I'm sure you're a lovely prison. man. I'm sure you're that's a lovely what, man that's getting rehabilitated in prison. That's right what now. RIP is. Rehabilitated yeah, rehabil- in prison. Rehabilitate in prison. Of course. Look at that. It's corn chips. It's corn chips. They're so good. I mean, do we need to give, I don't, th- I don't want to give short shrift to the potato chip. The ruffle is delicious. Yeah, ruffles are good. But regular potato chips to me are just, there's just not enough there. I like the Lay's, like a good classic Lay's, a rigid classic, potato r- chip. Classic Lay's, classic barbecue, the homemade potato chips that that you can get at like a store. I guess the at work we used to have these great uh, at yeah. Disneyland backstage. They had these great no Universal. They had these great potato chips that they would make in house. Like homemade kettle made potato chips are fantastic. Like when it's just a sliced potato into a thing, but out of a bag. Yeah. They don't hold up as well, I think. To me, the homemade ones are a lot of times they're undercooked, so you're kind of like a it's like a chewy experience, mm-hmm. and I don't like that. Like having potato jerky. Yeah, I don't want potato jerky. Yeah, that's I want fair. like a crunchy chip, but I do like some flavors. I'm not a huge. I like like a cheddar cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, oh look, the like garbage flavor powder yeah. on any chip is my favorite. Even healthier, like uh, the Harvest Cheddar Sun Chip. Hold Those on Those are a corn chips. Those are corn chips. Corn yeah, chips. Yeah, they're corn chips. Hi, they're corn chips. They're corn chips over there in their bag. I want to ask this, Hal. Go ahead. I'll allow it. What makes them healthier? Is it just well, like, because they tell you it's healthier on the bag? Yeah, it's just like a multi-grain chip, but I feel like it's mostly corn. It's no – I don't – those things are so like – They're not – they're healthier. They're not healthy. By like – that's like the difference between saying, oh my gosh, you got a 39 on this test? Mm-hmm. Like, no. 
I got a 40 on this test. That You know what? You should take every percentage point you can get. I guess. You should, you should say, I am a... I am a D minus student. I'm not an F student. I think at that point you're an F. <laughs> right. You're, oh, at 40? Yeah, you're, you're maybe you're 25 points below an F at that Did point. Did they have F plus? Cause I feel like at that point you're just, you're, you're F know, plus gilding the turd. Is that a yeah. term? <laughs> gilding the turd. You know, it is now. It's like a GTT, yo. Like a needle in a. Oh my God. Haystack? We were just talking about this. <laughs> There is an ad. I don't know if ZipRecruiter is on Max Fun at all. I don't want to make fun of them if they They're are. They're not sponsoring us. So They're they not sponsoring be- us. Let's make fun of them. Yeah. The, the the single greatest acting choice I have ever heard uh was on a commercial for ZipRecruiter. And the guy on the commercial says, you know, finding a qualified employee for my business is like finding a, a, a needle in a, a haystack. And I thought, did you just make the acting choice <laughs> of I invented this idiom? <laughs> like that blew my mind. I was like, that is the greatest acting choice I have ever heard anyone make. <laughs> I got so excited. What do, what do you think that choice is? I'm the dumbest person who ever lived. Yeah. I think that, no, I think the choice is, um, I am so good at language. People are going to use this. Like I'm going to say this thing in this radio commercial and it's going to become a thing. <laughs> A needle in a haystack. <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? Uh, we were deciding it was corn chips asked and answered. Yeah, it's corn chips. All right, moving on. Why dub 38? This person has showed up before. Why dub 38? Yeah. Why not dub 38? That's exactly how we feel. They want to know Trader Joe's or Aldi. Um, okay. Trader Joe's being the Southern California chain of and now national no they're national, uh, national they're everywhere. Ch- yeah everywhere national chain i think of them as southern california because they, they were born here they do not carry generic brands everything is branded to them right it is or they, they don't carry like major brands well if you go to get ketchup it's like trader joe's ketchup it's not yeah. heinz or Hunts exactly. or del monte or anything. but it's all good stuff it's marketed well their mm-hmm. stores are cool and like they're they clean. pay their employees well yes. they're clean they're hip they're like they kind of are always on the cutting edge of what food is doing. Not the cutting edge, but like they're the H&M. If like if food – if like the great chefs are the fashion world, they're the H&M giving mm-hmm. you the like cool recreations of new things. Like that's where I was introduced to riced cauliflower was right. at, at coming out of Trader Joe's. Um Aldi – I don't know why this is – this is a, a comparison. Aldi is the like – uh, the discount Chicago grocery store chain? Right. Or is that Aldo? That's Aldi, right? No, Aldi's is out here too. It's, but it's like the sign, like the blue and yellow with the sort of like, uh, yes. angular A. I just remember in Chicago, that was where we would go to get cheap groceries and like day old bread. Right. Yeah. So I it's... guess the question is, do you want hip groceries or do you want affordable groceries? Uh, but here's the thing. Trader Joe's is affordable. Joe's you don't get affordable. the sense there that everything fell off the truck from another supermarket. Right. Which is kind of the – In in Syracuse, we had Wegmans, which was the fancy grocery, which is now sort of spread into more areas. But then there was Price Chopper. Mm-hmm. And at Price Chopper, that's where I went shopping. That's where all the college students went when mm-hmm. they had no money because everything was, was way cheaper. That was what Aldi was, was our place where we would go for – which, you know what? It's not like that's that's a reasonable comparison. Like, yeah, you get good quality food uh, and it's cheaper. I bought 
a week's worth of food at Trader Joe's for like 40 bucks. Mm -hmm. I love their frozen stuff. I, it, it, here's the thing is, is it more important to find the name brands that you like? Mm -hmm. And this is from someone who's generally not brand agnostic. Like I like what I like mm -hmm. or, uh, is it better to be able to get what feels like ho higher quality food at a very reasonable price, mm -hmm. which is more, uh, like Trader Joe's, you're not going to get the brand you're looking for. Right. At Aldi's, there's just something about it where it feels like, did this expire? It almost feels like, like, yeah. you can go, you can go grocery shopping at, at a 99 cent store and you can get mm -hmm. food that will not poison you at all, but it's not, like you're, you know, you're shopping at a 99 cent store. You know what right. I mean? Mm -hmm. Not for better or for worse. You right. know what you're getting. I think Trader Joe's offers really good prices on stuff like bananas for 19 cents a piece. Yeah. When, when Trader Joe's opened in, in this neighborhood, both, uh, Jennifer and I and, uh, Mark Evan Jackson and his wife Beth, we were all very excited to have a Trader Joe's in our neighborhood. I, I feel loved, like I love, I love, I, and this, yeah, this is, maybe this is a personal thing because I don't go to Aldi a lot. Right. I love Trader Joe's. I like that the flowers are cheap that mm -hmm. I can get a week's worth of groceries and on the way out be like, you know what? Let me get a bouquet of flowers for like eight bucks. Make yeah. my kitchen smell nice. You or know a bottle I mean? of wine, a bottle of Charles Shaw Merlot yeah. for two bucks. Two, two buck chuck. Two buck chuck. Exactly. Um, one thing that Aldi does really well, I'm looking at their website right now mm -hmm. is, um, they are really leaning into it looks like from from what i'm seeing it, it looks like they're leaning into um vegan gluten-free organic all of that um like that's the thing that they're digging into at least at least overtly on their website right um i don't know what percentage of that of their business it is but i know trader joe's leans into that though too they uh yeah. they have their fearless flyer every fearless week. flyer just got a free bag from them yeah, they man up. it's trader joe's it's trader joe's it's not even a question yeah uh asked and answered uh, good question though. Yeah. That was, that was closer than anybody thought it would be. Yeah. All right. Let's get completely out of stores and get into cars. Ooh. Andrew Rollison asks Ford or GM? Ford or GM? Um, well, okay. They're both old. They're both classic like American OG brands. American brands. Um, Henry Ford invented the assembly line. Yeah. The Model T came on strong. Only available in black, which I think was funny. Right. Um, did he say they could have it in any color, as, any, any color they want as long as it's black? Um, <laughs> Chevrolet, um, yeah, designed to be a competitor to, uh, which has the Volt. Uh, yeah. GM is, uh, Chevy and, um, what else is under the GM banner? Chevrolet, by the way, being, I think yeah. it was a Frenchman that came over and was a car designer. GMC, Oldsmobile. And was just about, just about defeating Ford. Feels like the way that, um, Nike began, where Nike started and it was just about, like, their mission statement was, I'm, we're going to defeat Adidas. Right. Um, it, it seems like that's, uh, GM to, uh, to Ford. Now, are we talking about the history of the company and like, because I feel if we're going history of the company, um, Ford has it all the way. Like they invented the muscle car. They invented Henry Ford, uh, invented the assembly line. Though Henry Ford, if I'm not mistaken, was a bit of a problematic dude. Yes. Yes. The people, you can't go by the people. Yeah. You can't go ransom Eli Olds or, or, uh, mm -hmm. By the way, if we could go dopest name for an old timey car maker, Ransom Eli Olds is probably the guy that wins, it's right? Pretty good. 
uh, here are the American brands that encompass currently General Motors mm-hmm. uh, car brands. Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, and Cadillac. Okay. I mean, Cadillac, people say – when people are talking about anything, this table right here. Oh, this is a wonderful table. It's the Cadillac of tables. This is true. You know what I mean? Yeah. For quality, there's a lot – GM is doing a lot more. I feel like Ford is more historical, mm-hmm. Is uh, but they only make like – they've discontinued most of their vehicles. Um, yeah, they, as, at least they're consumer cars. I know they're also there's huge. like the fusion. Um, but then it's a lot of trucks. Like they're, they, they, that's of, the thing. The F-150 is the car that is the truck that built America or is currently building America. Yes. Um, yes, that's true. And you know, the, you've got the, uh, the Corvette, the Camaro, some cool cars over on that side. You've got the Mustang on, uh, which I've heard referred to uh, recently as the precision student driver car. Yeah, I mean, look here. Here's what Ford has for se- just for sedans. Mm-hmm. There's just the Fiesta, Fusion, Mustang, and Taurus. That's it. That is it. That's their cars. That is it. Then you get SUV and crossovers. You get a little bit more there. You've got the EcoSport, the Escape, the Edge, the Flex, the Explorer, and the Expedition. Those are all their SUVs. Yeah, they only have the only hybrids they have are the Fusion. Fusion comes in a hybrid and energy. I think the energy might be a full electric. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I mean, they're yeah, their performance vehicles are like the Fiesta, and then the Shelby Mustang. Like, I feel like they're right now. Ford's cars are not as good as Chevy's cars because Chevy's just making a ton more of them. I think it's General or Motors. or General Motors. I think it's General Motors right now. They encompass more yeah. brands. I mean, Ford has the history. I mean, the invention of the assembly line is such a huge piece of American history. But the question is just, is what, Ford or GM? Yeah, what would you buy question? right now? Was Is that the question? Or you're asking I'm me what would I buy that, right now? It just now? says Ford or GM. But I'm making that the question. That's not the question. The question is just simply Ford or GM. That's an aspect of the question. Well, Ford was a Nazi sympathizer, so GM. Oh, that's what that was the problem. I I knew that there was something that Henry Ford was like. Oh yeah, he was a, not a good guy. Uh, pretty he sure he was being a Nazi sympathizer. Let, let me make sure before I cast dispersions. Henry Ford. This is not going to be bad to search. What Henry Ford controversy? He. Yeah, I mean, there. Yeah. Is there a lot of it? Yeah, he's anti-Semitic. Oh yeah, there's a billion websites that you talk can find about a his lot of information on it. I just wanted to be sure. Yeah, I, we don't want to n- disparage a person. So it's GM. Sorry, Henry Ford. Yeah. Thanks for inventing the assembly line and being the rough and tumble fellow you were. But and go screw for yeah. a lot of your other views. Yeah. Go screw. Take off, eh? Go join Charlie Lindbergh. Go over to yeah. Nazi Germany. How about you rust in peace? Ooh. All right. Coming up next. Maybe he could rehabilitate in prison. That's right. Maybe so. Uh, uh, but yeah, I think uh, with the, the cars right now, Ford's history notwithstanding, yeah. um, the problematic history of Henry Ford and the sheer number of great cars uh, that jim's making jim's the winner jim's the winner asked and answered objectively speaking objectively speaking snake 973 over on reddit snake 973 that's not a name that's a tattoo (laughs) that's a tattoo with an area code (laughs) 973 represent uh snake wants to know gloves or mittens gloves why because mittens you can't use your fingers you can pretend they're boxing gloves Get boxing gloves. Do you think you make- boxing gloves are mittens, but they're called gloves because gloves win. Here's the big question: uh-huh. Can you make better snowballs with a mitten, with mittens or gloves? Gloves, really? The mittens, like the fact that they're rounded, doesn't make a better man. Articulated fingers and opposable thumbs are what make humans human. All right, ask and answer. You're just giving us hooves. Sometimes, the, sometimes there's a there's an easy one. <laughs> 
I just wanted to make sure. I wanted to gut check you on that. All right. Was I right? Yes. Okay, good. John J. Galbo asks, ready whip or cool whip? Oh, man. See, this, I feel like there is a correct answer, and then I feel like there is my answer, and they're not the same. Interesting. My answer is cool whip just because I love cool whip. I do too. Can I tell you a recipe that, uh, that we yeah. loved growing up? Please. Called Watergate salad. Did we talk about this on the show before? Quite possibly. It's audio tape. Yeah. It's audio tape and shame, mm-hmm. uh, mixed in with a little impeachment. Great. Um, no, it's a Watergate salad. You take, uh, oh, it's so bad for you and so good. You get, uh, jello pistachio pudding powder mm-hmm. and a tub of cool whip. Mm-hmm. And you mix them together until you have green pistachio flavored Cool Whip. And then you pour in pineapple and, uh, chomped, chopped pineapple and marshmallows and maybe pecans. Mm-hmm. It's like ambrosia salad. Sure. Kind of like ambrosia. Yeah. Um, but with a pistachio Cool Whip base instead of a whatever garbage mayonnaise base or whatever is it? Sour cream. Yeah. Something like that. Um, it is one of my all time favorite treats. Mm-hmm. I love it. And it's the reason I love Cool Whip. That said, I think Ready Whip is. The superior product. Yeah. Cool Cause whip- it's real whipped cream. The aerosol thing makes it always look pretty. You can shoot it in your mouth straight from That's the fridge. That's, That's the, the thing. thing. Also, when you get whipped cream in a restaurant, mm-hmm. if it tastes like ready whip, you're excited. Mm-hmm. If it tasted like cool whip, you'd be like, can you send this back and put whipped cream on it? Oh, see, I would be excited because I love the taste of cool whip, but I would be like, this is clearly cool whip. Also, when you get cool whip, what do you do with it once you've had some of it? Assuming there's any left. Eat the rest of you it. Put it in the freezer. Yeah. It's, it's have, based out. It's freezer right. based. Then you have to thaw it every time you want to eat it as opposed to I put it in the fridge and just go. Right into your mouth. Yeah. Right yeah. into my damn mouth. <laughs> I don't even. There's like a. I've never heard you. It's, I've never seen your face say anything with more intense seriousness. <laughs> right in my damn mouth. Right in my damn mouth. Uh, there is a like my 800 pound life or something where. Mm-hmm. A woman is putting aerosol, like ready whip on mm-hmm. something. And then you see her go like she shrugs and then just starts spraying it in her mouth. And I, the shrug, like, yeah. well, I guess I have to. I mean, look, well, I don't know her compulsion. I, I looked at, it, she's like, well, nobody's watching. And, if, and when I do it, television like, is watching. I don't shrug. I just nod as it's going <laughs> in and go. I high five myself overhead. Yeah. Yeah, Ready Whip. But it's Ready Whip. Ah, man. Yeah, as much as I love Cool Whip, uh, I think objectively Ready Whip is the superior. Okay. Two more. Okay. Uh, This is from Robert Monroe via email. Okay. Who asks, Electric This is fast. Do we need to add some? I feel like we're we're now giving short shrift to people doing a shorter episode. Sometimes sometimes the episodes are long. Sometimes they're shorter. Look, sometimes it's gloves or mittens, and you know immediately that it's gloves. Exactly. Specifically... Dickensian fingerless gloves. Wait, hold on. Not the freaky freezies? What are the freaky freezies? Freakies? Were you, uh. Oh, that's the mitten with the glove, uh. No, it's a glove. A glove with a mitten over the top? No, it's a glove where the back, uh, when it gets cold, a design appears. What? I have a pair. I'll Ooh. show them to you after this. Okay. Because they, they did a Kickstarter. They brought them back and they made them for adults. And Ooh. I got a pair. Because, of course I did. Because, of course, maybe you did. the pair I had as a kid with fighter jets on them. Uh, but anyway. Uh, yeah, electric razor versus like a safety razor or like a razor blade. Oh, okay. This doesn't is, have to be we a were, straight we, razor. We had, I, that was a hell of a transition, Hal. Yes. Um, yeah. this one, uh, so electric razor versus straight razor, or we're just picking versus a blade, like an electric razor, electric versus, razor versus using a blade. Yeah. Um, thoughts? I, 
I think there's a lot of cool electric razor technology out there. Mm-hmm. Certainly to trim longer hair, mm-hmm. uh, it's great. And then when you have the shave, you have the ones that have like a little bit of lotion in them. Mm-hmm. Um, there is like a weird thing to shaving your face while it's dry. Yeah. With it, which is sort of what it's meant to do. Yeah. It's like, I feel like the, like the Norelco where it's got like the three little wheels on it, you mm-hmm. know, like that yes. like 80s razor that. That feels like the razor you use when you're driving. Like that's the, I'm on my way to work. <laughs> I did not get a chance to properly shave. I have never had an electric razor work on my face. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's because my beard is thicker or if it's because my face is just anti-electricity. I don't know. Um, oh, you have an anti-electricity face. Yeah, exactly. Um, but for me, I've only ever, it feels, there's something like, Maybe I just don't trust an electric razor. I've tried it. I get razor burn. It, it's not as close. It feels like I'm asking technology to do something that was perfected by technology already. Right. You're solving a problem that maybe doesn't need to be solved. Right. I can use a razor at home in roughly the same amount of time and more effectively. Although isn't the electric razor supposed to solve the razor like people who get razor bumps? Some people get them from – that shaving experience? Yeah, I, I guess Something I'm just the opposite. opposite. I get it from the from an electric razor. I, I've had a bunch of electric shavers over time. I mm-hmm. have a longer beard now, so I can't really use one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and frankly, what I like about it is when you use it, and it sounds like a popcorn machine because it's cut. Kind of, like, yeah, because it's getting like you feel yeah. like oh, I'm getting all the hair, and then you feel, and you're not really getting it with a when you take your time. Mm-hmm. Like there's something enjoyable to the experience of you get some warm water on your face, you put mm-hmm. the shaving cream or gel on, and then you you like methodically shave. Yeah, it's just you, it's a yeah. zen sort of it, and you get the good aromatherapy and the mm-hmm. yeah, like it's, shave. it's yeah. I feel like an electric razor is coffee in a cardboard cup. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah, it's like I just got to get this done. I like. It's a requirement. Now, they, uh, at work, they would, uh, when I would, I would shave and they would sort of check my homework on my face and like if there were spots that needed, they would pull out an electric razor and give it a little like, you know, like that was part of, mm-hmm. um, of doing makeup. But, um, yeah, for me, it's the, it's now, it's, it's for me, it's the, uh, the proper like regular razor shave. I use a Tom's now. I used to use a Gillette forever. It doesn't really matter to me. Like as long as it's sharp, you gotta have a good sharp one. Sure. Um, now this to, now this is not the same as the trimmer because I have a trimmer as well. Right. You have a trimmer Trimmer for your beard. Trimmer is different. You haven't, you haven't used in a while. I have not used in a while. No, (laughs) I used it recently on my mustache because the hairs were getting in my mouth. Sure. Um, I generally, when I go to get my hair cut, they also do my beard. And we are talking about shaving your face. Right? Yes. Okay. Cause look, there are things that a trimmer is better for uh-huh. that I would never want an actual razor getting near. You know, when you have something removed, I had like a mole removed mm-hmm. near, uh, certain areas of my body mm-hmm. and they used something there that was like, and also like a toy version of a razor, right? Like it's plastic. Boof. But then they use it. You don't feel anything in it and it like, it clears an area very quickly. <laughs> Like tummy hair even. It like gets, like my dad after goes, a big meal. He can yeah. clear an area very quickly. Clear it very quickly. <laughs> and it's and it gets in your mouth. Uh <laughs> no, like it like just like even the belly hair, like it just goes like that mm-hmm. and it's clean. And I and I saw mm. it, I was like, why don't they have that for the face? I don't know, man. I don't know if I trust this crazy. It it's works. not just a little blue disposable razor? No. 
No, it wasn't. What is this magical weird? Then, then you'd put a cream on. You wouldn't use that dry. Yeah. Like there's no cream put on it. It was just like, whoosh, and then done. I don't know. I don't know why it works. I don't know, man. It was it's, amazing. If there's anything going in sensitive areas, I need, I need to know the full technology. So would you rather, you would rather have a razor? I prefer, yeah, I very much prefer a, even like when I go to get my haircut, um, you know, they hit you with the, the clippers on the back to do your neckline. Yeah. But also I really like the places where they lather up, get that yeah. straight razor and like, you know, of course. they get the, there's something cool and old timey and like, there used to be a store. I don't know if they're still around. Um, the art of shave or the art of shaving. Do you know the no, story? It's not around anymore. I don't think it is around, but yes, I do know what you're but talking about. But it was about. like that sort of to me was like, okay, this is sort of like my version of a spa day. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like you get the good stuff, you get that badger hair, um, brush and yeah, there's something, there's something very, um, what word am I looking for? Spa like, I guess. Yeah. Um, relaxing about a, a good real shave. Yes. Exactly. So it is a, it is an actual razor blade. Yeah. I think it's the actual razor blade. Asked and answered. For your face. Yeah. Uh, let's take a quick break. Okay. And, and then we, we have one left. We have one last topic because <laughs> we forgot to take a break earlier. So sometimes these quicker, uh, episodes, it sneaks yeah. up on you, but you should stick around because there's one more topic left to discuss. And we're going to fight on this one. It's going to be a fight. Get ready. Hi, I'm Janet Varney, and like many of you, brand new sentient robots excluded, I used to be a teenager. In fact, just about all of my friends were, too, including folks like comedian Danielle Radford. And of course, all of us, you, you take on that theater accent, and our teacher would say, no, that isn't how people talk. Right. Don't do the super theater kid accent. It's the worst. But so when I was doing theater in high school, of course, I immediately was talking about being in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> So join me every week on the JV Club podcast where I speak with my favorite women artists, innovators, and humans as we reminisce about the past and how it led us to becoming who we are. Find it every Thursday on Maximum Fun. <laughs> what are you laughing at, James? I'm not I'm laughing at you. <laughs> what? And me too. Huh? Our podcast, Minority Corner Silly. Oh, the one where we talk about topics that cover the queer community, race, feminism, and good old pop culture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, that's it. Oh, girl, we are so funny. <laughs> I was just thinking about something we did. Wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. Are you listening to me or me? me. Both. Minority Corner. Every Friday. Okay. One more topic. <laughs> From Alexander. Uh, Alex- is it the one that I, is it the one that I was joking about us doing earlier? Are we actually yeah, doing it? We're actually doing it. Alex right. Jameson. I don't know if it's Alexander, Alexandria, or just something in between. It's fine. Alex. Alex via email asked Philly cheesesteak versus Chicago Italian beef. Well, look. Two signature, uh, sandwiches of different cities, both yeah. delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, I am partial to the Chicago Italian beef sandwich. Sure you are. I imagine you are partial to the sandwich that you made us now have done two episodes fully just about that sandwich. True. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, it's, it's clearly the Chicago Italian beef. Asked and answered. That's not true. Back that up. <laughs> 
Oh, no, no, no. The drinking game of the show is really kicking into high gear now. Say Philadelphia a bunch and people are going to have to do shots. Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Philadelphia. Here, here is the, the, here's how I think of it. Okay. They, they both are dressed up a ton. Mm -hmm. So you put onions, peppers, on a cheesesteak, like you mushrooms, mm -hmm. you load it up with marinara sauce and make a pizza steak out of it. The Italian beef sandwich, you can dip it. You put the jardinier on there. I think there are fewer variations on a Chicago Italian beef. Though that's strike one on them. Uh, no, it's the sim that's not a strike. The simplicity of the sandwich is the beauty of it. Well, here, if you took a very simple no jardinier, if you just had the basics of the sandwich. Mm -hmm. So in the Philly case, it's bread, meat, and cheese. And in the I'll give you the Chicago. I'll give you the Chicago case. I'll use um a pretty standardized version of it, which okay. is uh the Portillos. Yeah, sure. Um, I had one recently. Yeah. It's a Italian beef uh it's beef inside a roll mm -hmm. with um with a strip of uh sweet bell pepper. Right. Imagine you took that off and just mm -hmm. did the with the gravy. Right. Which would you prefer? Well, I I mean cuz the bell pepper is the bell pepper is standard. Right. You would, I, you would ask to not have it on there. Okay. But they can do hot or sweet. There's two different kinds. Very Chicago, like your, your choices are the, there's the, the meat on the roll and either hot or sweet peppers and maybe jardinier. I, I think it is a fine sandwich. Mm -hmm. I like it very much. I don't think it's as good as, as a cheesesteak. Mm -hmm. I don't even think it's as good as a Promanti brother sandwich. Which is which? The one I don't with think the fries, exactly the, the, the same. Pittsburgh sandwich it's with like the fries coleslaw, on it. fries. It's got a ton of stuff in it. It's like an incredible. Oh, I disagree. Sandwich. I do like to get mine modified because uh, the Chicago sandwich can be wet. Is the thing I like it wet. Um, I don't like it terribly wet. I like to get it uh, dry with the uh, sauce on the side, so I can dip it like so, a like a French dip. So basically, you want a French dip sandwich. Yeah. What that is is a French dip sandwich with Italian spices with with Italian spices on it. Yeah. Um. It just doesn't feel – I feel like there are other Chicago uh, foodstuffs that are more yeah. iconic. I think that's true. And I, I'm – look, I'm, you know, I'm just busting your chops because yeah. it really is the Philly. I think the Philly is the – well, also in the way it's made because the way that right. Chicago beef uh, is made, I don't know how the meat is because I've worked at places where we do it. Mm -hmm. um, and we uh, – instead of – it's not like the chopped – like the brick of meat that goes – it doesn't have the pageantry of a Philly cheesesteak sandwich where there's they, – they throw the brick down on the grill and then they chop it up and it's like – and you can smell it in there and it's like – it's a very specific thing. The Italian beef um, is almost uh, braised. Yeah, uh, the way they do it because uh you it, you just take it's sliced roast beef and you have this big vat of uh the juice this yeah. uh Italian beef juice that is delicious. It's great. And you put a little basket and you put the beef in the basket, you drop the basket in almost like you're putting fries in a deep fryer and that uh heats it up and soaks in there, but it's and it's delicious, but it's not the same visceral fire plus meat plus bread. The cheese whiz, I'm going to say though, the cheese whiz is. It's too much for a lot of people. It's a, it is a strike against the Philly cheesesteak. But the fact that, the fact is, I don't know if most, I think maybe half of people do the whiz. A lot of people do provolone. Right. Provolone, provolone is, I prefer the provolone. Yeah, mozzarella, some people do. Like you can, do I mean, I do any, like it with whiz. You can do any cheese. Did I say I that did. right? You do whiz wit. You like the onions? Whiz wit? Or wit whiz. You always say oh, the you cheese say and then the wit or without refers to whether you want onions. Okay. So I like my Philly cheesesteak. Um, I do like provolone, but you know what? The, I, and, and the, the cheese whiz is garbage. That said, 
I do go whiz without. Yeah, that's that's me too. Yeah. It's definitely a junkie. I used to do provolone as a kid. I don't mm-hmm. even think my parents, they were like, please don't get cheese whiz. Like, you don't need that. Yeah. Thus starting my lifelong issues with food. <laughs> I'm working through it in therapy. It's yeah. fine. Um, Look, I know you're three, but this is what food shaming is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You sure you need to have that? You don't want your butt to look big when you're four. Oh, my God. That, nobody said that to me. Nobody said yeah. that to me. Um yeah, it's going to look big anyway. I'm in a diaper. You're not there in is- a diaper at four though, right? <laughs> going to Portillo's recently, I went to the mm-hmm. one in, in Buena Park. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really excited to go there. I was taking Jennifer there. She hasn't been to Chicago before. I really, mm-hmm. I would love to take her there to sort of experience it. And it's a, I love Chicago. I think it's a great city mm-hmm. and I love that sandwich, but it did, it, I forgot you went up and ordered it and then you sat and waited for it to be delivered to you. And I don't mind the wait. Then, well, Portillo's is a little like that's that's just going off of one restaurant. Right. I know that in Philly, it's like you are just in that line in the machine, and if you order wrong, you have to start over at the beginning of the line. Well, or de- like depends on the place you go. The place the I thing. go, Jim's, you're watching it. You're watching the sandwich right. put together. It's not like that everywhere. My, de- I feel like I need to defend likes. Portillo's and or defend oh, no, the sandwich. That's a Portillo's thing that it takes forever. Right? Yeah. The, there's no. It's not even the waiting. It's like I I like seeing it put together. Like I like that assembly right. line. I want to see it. You want to see. 10 like and that's jim's is nuts yeah jim takes like 10 people on the grill yeah and well, no it's one guy one wait. guy assembling sandwiches but there's a bunch of people back there there's a whole line of people because you have one person who makes your sandwich then passes it off to somebody else mm-hmm. who gets your drink order and then you pay somebody like so like an assembly anybody? line invented by henry ford no. the best car oh. the best anti-semitic car oh, is a philly cheesesteak i think that's what our takeaway <laughs> no, is for this, this is episode terrible. this got away from me <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it's the other good thing about the cheesesteak mm-hmm. is that it doesn't need to, if you don't eat red meat, you can get it as chi- like chicken is an alternative is a mm-hmm. very acceptable and in use alternative. Well, and t- the Italian, the, is there an Italian? Yeah, the, the Italian, the, the version is that you just, I mean, you're getting beef juices, I guess, cause it all goes in the same vat mostly, right. but it's just like, yeah, we'll use, we'll do it with turkey and you'll just dunk the turkey in the jus okay. instead of, well, that's good. Uh, cause it's all just sliced meat. But, but I do think the, yeah. the, the fact that a Philly cheesesteak is cooked to order yes. as opposed to heated up in this, um, jus right. to order. I think that puts the Philly cheesesteak um, – th- that gives it the edge. I, I think so too. I also like that it is a saltier like – if I'm going to have – they're both garbage sandwiches, right? In that <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. In that we, begin, are, we begin this whole thing with it is just uh, – it is none of these sandwiches are good for you. Yeah. They're like – they're che- they were cheap mm-hmm. working class sandwiches. It, was, yeah. it wasn't made to be uh, done – it wasn't made with the best ingredients on earth. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the point of it. So I want it to be like salty and taste that way. Yeah. And and this is only Portillo's. I'm sure it's different in other places. I was amazed at how there was like almost a blandness to it, but mm-hmm. I didn't get the pepper on. Like I don't want. Yeah. See, I like putting the the peppers on top. That was my mistake. Yeah. The, you got if, if hot or sweet. It's you, you want the complete sandwich. Right. That's it. Um, but, but is it the Philly? Would you like to declare this one? Um, not really. All right, I'll do it. But. <laughs> No, there was something else I was gonna oh, yeah, go say ahead. about this uh, this sandwich, but it just escaped my brain. You should have them both. Yeah, they're both very good. They're if tasty. You, they're not good for you. No, of course not. But in the Los Angeles area, you could go to Portillo's, mm-hmm. and then you could go to a place in Burbank. Uh, you can go to South is it South Street. South Street's good, or the, or Philly's Best. Philly's Best. Yeah, there's the Philly's um, Best is gone. The one on my block. Oh, Philly's Best is gone. Philly's Best closed. Then I'm thinking of then South Street might be the yeah. one I'm thinking of. The one over on uh, Victory. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, and then there's a great food truck called the South Philly Experience, which I mm-hmm. think is still around. Uh, it's, it's more around my neighborhood, like West Side. Uh, but all, like great, it's like a bunch of guys from Jersey who started a food truck and they make really good, probably the best Philly cheesesteak in the city. Ah, where do they get the bread? It's that's Amoroso. The, they have it. They have it flown in. That's the thing that people, the Philly cheesesteaks, people freak out about is the bread. Is it like that with Chicago as well? It has to be the very specific manufacturer of roll, and people are kind of split because they can't. No, you need. A, you know what you need? You need a crusty bread. That's okay. a, that. It's not about a, the specific roll. It can't fall apart. You need crusty bread because that sandwich gets wet. Right. Um. This. Um. Before we issue judgment on this. Um. The. Uh, and I ask you this with love. Does Philly take credit for the Chicago lean with the sandwiches? We call it the Philly lean. <laughs> oh, I knew it. <laughs> I'm sure every place, and I don't know which sandwich came first. I really don't. I don't know which. That's so funny. But you, yeah, you guys, you, like t- you guys came up with it first in the same way you came up with that football play first. Uh, yeah, also in the same way we came up with America first. Yeah. Um, please don't say America first. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, but yeah, trigger phrase, trigger phrase. I'm sure every place that yeah. has a sandwich like that, they do the, the Chicago lean. They do, they, they do the lean, whatever they do. The, their how you're getting the sandwich. Let me have the lean. Mm. It's called the Chicago lean and it's, it's where there's, there are no seats. Um, there are maybe a couple of tables, but there's an area of the restaurant where there is no seating. It's yeah. just a rail. Uh, and you stand. And because the sandwich is so wet, yeah. you especially if you get it dipped, which is where people will get the the entire sandwich bread and all dunked in the jus. Right. Uh, and you just spread your legs wide so you don't get it on your shoes, and you lean forward and you eat that sandwich as fast as you can on your lunch break before it drips everywhere, <laughs> and then you go back to work. Oh, the boy. Chicago lean. Uh, we'll go TBD on the lean. <laughs> hey. Then we'll go. T- then we'll go TBD on the sandwich. Oh, stop it! Don't be a baby. This is that's not what we're discussing here. We'll do that on another clean slate. All right. We'll, we'll, we can do a little research. All right. It's the Philly cheesesteak asked and answered. Philly cheesesteak asked and answered. That Chicago is Chicago lean. Another clean. We have leaned. We have Chicago leaned <laughs> over. Thank you. All of these topics because we learned to do it in Philly and <laughs> solve them all. It, there is no topic too small is the lesson here. Yeah. Today, or no too large topic that we won't make small to fit it into about 40 minutes worth of podcast. Oh, yeah. These topics are all closed, but I hope you've learned that there is no topic too small for us to debate or no too topic or no topic too large that we will not make small so that it will fit into about 45 minutes. That's right. So please reach out to us with more topics uh, at we got this tweets on Twitter or check out the Maximum Fun subreddit or you can email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com or go to our Facebook group. Start a thread. I know we've done it in the past. Let's do it again. That's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song respectively and thanks to you our listeners as always for giving us an excuse to sit down and uh talk about sandwiches and uh henry ford oh there were cheesesteaks being made on television you just missed it oh man were they doing the chicago lean for hal loveland i'm mark gagliardi for mark gagliardi i'm hal loveland and don't worry everybody we, we got, got this. this we got this maximumfun.org comedy and culture artist owned Audience supported.